The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mark the Shark with Bite of Reality. Today being the day after Veterans Day. So, we're looking at the day after Veterans Day. I look at it and say, you know, what did it, what did it mean to America? What did we find out yesterday? You know, and some people were thinking, well, it's Veterans Day. You know, what is it? It's a day off. Well, no. What it really should be is a day of remembrance. You know, November 11th, we signify ourselves the significance of Veterans Day is something of an important nature to me. And by the way, at the outset here, I'd like to give a shout out to the station owner and manager, Dave, who was in fact a veteran of the Army. He served proudly and honorably, and I'd like to thank him personally for his service. I I did it for you, Mark. It is <laughs> no, you it, know, it is people like him who give us the Americans the ability to be idiots. Huh? And it, it, you're looking at it and you're saying, "Well, what does that mean?" You know, we have the ability to be idiots completely in America, and we have the ability to be idiots because well, of people, the veterans, the veterans of America, like Dave. Think of you every day. You're the soldier. You're the guys who gave the idiots the right to burn, loot, and murder. But it was their right that you protected. So every time that they go out in the streets, they should recognize that. They should understand what you do. That's the new reality. So let's talk a little bit about reality. I think last week or the week before, I talked about credibility. Now we'll talk a little bit about reality. You know, I thought I'd start off today in the first block to look at a little bit of a definition of reality. We often say we understand things, that we know what's going on. In fact, the show you're listening to called Bite of Reality. But what is reality in effect? What is it? You know, you're all sitting there, you're going, well, reality is. What, what is reality? Well, here's the definition. We often think about what reality means. According to Webster's Dictionary, is defined as a real event, entity, or state of affairs, the totality of real things and events, something that is neither derivative nor dependent, but exists necessarily. Sounds pretty funky, doesn't it? And then you take a look at Wikipedia. They define reality as the sum or aggregate of all that is real or existed within the system, as opposed to that which is only imaginary. The term is also used to refer to ontological status of things, indicating their existence. So in physical terms, reality is the totality of the system known and unknown. So we know what the definition of reality could be, but then you ask yourself, who defines reality? It's common knowledge that reality is a thing in life that are commonly observed, verified to exist, things that are consistent, they're not random. They're not influenced by conformity of mass hysteria. You know, in yourdictionary.com, it goes on to further state that something is perceived as real and is physically experienced by the senses. 
But again, that question, not defined yet, still looms in my mind. Who defines reality? Can there be more than one reality? Or can reality be a subjective reality as opposed to an objective reality? So is reality independent in its very nature, or is it an existence of everything that is the basis of our knowledge? Is it based on empirical data, or is it based on calculations of data and a logical inference from that data? Is reality an experience, a personal experience, or social group experience? Once again, you're probably asking by now, what am I talking about? What am I doing? It's got philosophical here. So, the nature of reality and who defines it, that's the key. Soon in our experience, I believe, we'll reach a point where reality can be artificially induced, when we will actually no longer be able to tell by our senses what is real and what is fantasy in a composed computer-generated reality. You know, there was a very famous movie in 1999, science fiction movie called The Matrix, and it had a bunch of sequels after that. The basic premise of the movie was that the world was most that they were experiencing was nothing more than an illusion of, you guessed it, that famous word reality. In fact, that movie stood for the fact that the Matrix was, in fact, not real, although it constituted the reality for the majority of the population. They were in little cubicles. They were in these little tanks, and they were just fed information through their brains. Keanu Reeves was the main character in that movie. He is, his name in there was Neo, and he basically portrayed a computer hacker, which back then as the plot develops, he was given a chance to either stay in his reality that was induced or to learn what the real reality was. They gave him the choice of the red pill and the blue pill. Off the top of my head, I don't remember which one he took. But that pill he took brought him back into the reality. And again, the reality that was portrayed in the movie was reality for him. So now we get into why am I discussing this? <clears throat> you know, we look at the light at the end of the tunnel. It's a train coming directly at us. Are we experiencing this currently as part of a new political freight train? which apparently is trying to run us over, ram things down the American throats, take everything which identifies us as American, take it away, which, quite frankly, America hopefully will not stand for at some point. We'll step in. I mentioned briefly last week that Americans, although they do have a breaking point, at certain points they'll push back. But they will not break. They will seek justice and a sense of righteousness. That's what Americans do. You saw it in the Virginia vote. Look who they voted for. The people who were based in reality. So the definition of reality now being apparent, it's something that's fungible. It can change. Is it in fact defined by the idiot pundits on major networks? In the liberal media. They can change the reality. Now what? If they've changed the reality, is it real? So if reality can be changed, altered, modified, dismantled, rebuilt, uh, restructured, then the old statement that I've used on several occasions, are you going to believe me or are you going to believe your lying eyes? Because they changed the reality. You know those famous words on the CNN host? 
It was a mostly peaceful protest as the entire city behind him was burning. So what exactly does it mean? As you think about things on the show and present different options and opinions, and they're my opinions, you can choose to believe them, you can disagree with them, or you can challenge them. Quite frankly, I welcome all three because it shows you're thinking. But reality is something that should be a constant, should it not? I think we're basically setting ourselves up to be part of the matrix. That which our government tells us to believe, even though we can clearly see it's not true. You're now saying, hey, what are you talking about, shark? Well, are we preventing ourselves from becoming successful? By believing information and facts which we know in reality are not true, and pretty much more importantly, what damage is that doing to our fabric of society? to the societal relationship to each other, to our basic, our creating an unhinged reality of our society. Is that what we're doing? That's what we want to do? I don't think so. I hope not. I know I'm becoming somewhat philosophical this week, but I thought I'd bring that to the beginning of the program and get it into some more pithy material and cover some of our current reality in light of what I had just know about reality itself. And again, I don't know a lot about reality. I live in my own reality. Some of you live in my reality with me. Some of you don't. You know, but have you ever gone somewhere and seen an accident? And and I'll give you this example. And I saw this in many a trials that I've had over the years. I'm doing it 32 years, coming up on 33 years of being a litigation guy. And you see people who see an accident. There's four or five different witnesses to this accident. And you hear all the stories from this accident, and you turn around and you say to yourself, and you're writing this down, and you're going, wait a second, were these people at the same accident, or were they at a different accident? No, they were at that same accident, but they all had their own difference of what they saw in reality. So reality is a little bit of subjective and objective. We all would say the, the, the global scale of the reality of what's going on around us, you have to be in that reality. Otherwise, you're detached from reality and you become president of the United States. So the point being that we should all be a part of that reality that we conform to, that we see the same. But that's not true. It's just not true. That's not the political situation that we're seeing right now. You know, you wonder... How you can watch one station, and I watch many news stations during the week, and I get a lot of news off the internet and some government websites that we go to. Um, can honestly say I had more faith in our government websites before the current administration because some of those numbers are not reality, but it doesn't seem to bother anyone for some reason. I, I'm not quite sure why. It should bother everybody here. It should bother everyone in the United States if they're not real. It should bother you, and you should let them know. You know, so I'm going to bring it back to this reality of the political situation today, because I think it's very important to understand what's going on here, at least from my own eyes. You know, a lot of times this administration has told us things, which in layman terms would be hard to believe, fantasy, not true, contradicted by the facts. But they're putting it out there as if it was a realistic statement, as if it was something that 
they themselves saw. They were there. They knew what was going on. You know, just a quick constant. We've left no one behind in Afghanistan. Yeah, I'm still talking about Afghanistan. But guess what? They left tons of people behind. They left thousands of people behind. The SIV applicants, Americans. Oh, we got everyone out who wanted to get out. You lied to us. They out and out lied to us. There's no other way to put it. So they created a reality and they gave it to us. And we had no way of verifying it. We had no way of doing it differently. We couldn't turn around and say, I'm going over to Afghanistan because, quite frankly, you'll probably never get out. But that's what they did. They created a reality and they sold it to us. And now months and months later, they're still trying to put together rescue flights for people who they claim they had gotten out. Wow, that's kind of a waste of resources. If you already got the people out, why do you need the rescue flights? But I digress. So how many times do you think this administration has told us something that wasn't realistic, that wasn't the reality that was actually happening? You know, they have it under control. I've heard that lots of times. It's transitory. We all heard that one. That transitory was transitory, and maybe that's what they really meant. I'll just leave that up to circle back Saki. She'll come back to that at some point and tell you the reality. Oh, and by the way, that COVID vaccine is working great over at the White House. I understand that Jen Psaki had a positive COVID test. Yes, I understand. It's a vaccine, not a miracle. But stop telling me it's a miracle to get me. Stop telling me it's a miracle. Let me have the information. But they don't want to give us the information. Now, in all fairness, I went and got faxed. Okay? Because I believed some of the stuff they told us, and I researched a lot of other stuff. And I weighed the differences, what was the benefit, and what was the downside. So I gave it a shot. Didn't see much of a downside, but it's possible that it had a lot of downside. I guess we'll know in a few years. So now we look at this people attempting to come to the border, the illegal invasion. Now we're looking at, I'm going to come back to you after this. Going to take a short break and we'll come back to that. Stand by. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. 
This program, From Lawyers to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support, so please go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So... Right before we were talking about we were talking about the border and how the border was under control when in reality it was not under control at all. So how many times has the administration told you it's under control? The reality is that Secretary Mayorkas is lying to you. He's out and out lying. We've all seen the videos. We've all seen the drone footage. The government records indicate that this year alone, since Biden administration has taken over and opened up the border, 2.3 million illegal aliens have entered into the United States without permission, all in violation of our federal law. So the border's open, but the administration, by their liar-in-chief for the border, Mayorkas, keeps telling us it's closed, when we could clearly see it's not. Well, I submit maybe perhaps Mayorkas is living in a different reality. Or perhaps he just doesn't care what we think. Seems a lot of that going around this administration. The mainstream media, in essence, will portray anything that the Biden administration wants them to. They're sort of like the public relations wing of the White House, which is kind of interesting in and of itself. You know, I was listening to some commentators the other day, last weekend, And the genesis of journalism was the common man who was challenging the elite who were running the country. They were supposed to be the watchdogs. They were supposed to be the people who would question things that were going on. They were supposed to be the ones who came to the rescue and questioned, what are you guys doing? Why are you doing it? What benefit is that to the people? It's we the people who the media used to represent. I submit to you that dynamic is gone. Those of you who had your journalism cards, tear them up, throw them out. They're pretty much spent and done. So what do they do? They are the lapdogs of the White House, the public relations people. Whatever media you listen to, whether CNN, NSNBC, ABC, CBS, a lot of the liberal media outlets, you ever wonder how they all use the same catchphrase? You ever wonder how they all use the same words in their reporting? So do I. Isn't that interesting? Somehow or another, all these media outlets, the independent media outlets, as they say, in essence portray the same words, the same phrases, the same buzzwords, the same catches. Why? Because they deceive you, don't they? The same phrases over and over again, do you begin to believe it? You know, these liberal media outlets are very deceptive. Obviously, I think they communicate with each other on a daily basis. They align themselves with the new reality, the new reality that the White House wants to bring. And by the way, there were some very favorable sections in this new Build Back Better or Bury America plan to the media. 
Shocking, isn't it? I know. And as I went through the 2,486 pages as it was first written, it was a debacle mess. I had no idea that forests were ever racist, but somehow or another, that was in there. You know, I didn't see a lot about our veterans, but I certainly saw a lot about racist forests and racist waterways and racist highways. I'm sorry. I just, when you use a word to describe something that it's not, and you use that word all the time, you dilute that word. You destroy the meaning of that word. You destroy the meaning of what it was supposed to portray. So thank you very much, liberal media, for doing so. You've destroyed the word racism. Because not everything in the world that you don't agree with is racist. You know, I I touched on it a little bit last week with the Virginia elections and how they were saying that the white supremacists were out in Virginia and those are why Youngkin got elected. But they failed to mention the fact that there was a Hispanic attorney general and a female Marine, black Marine, who was elected lieutenant governor, a heartbeat away from the governorship. Apparently those racists, I guess, have gone soft. Those white supremacist guys have gone soft. Or the media lied to you, and they continue to lie to you because they know that that word is inflammatory, that racist, racist, racist. Okay, we can all be racists, but it doesn't make it true. You know, if you say something 30 times, 40 times, 50 times, like I said, you dilute the phrase, you dilute the meaning, and that word is now useless. Thank you very much. So I guess the concept here is that if the media tells you something enough times and enough of these media outlets tell you these things, that eventually someone's going to believe it. It doesn't matter whether it's reality or not because they really don't care. It doesn't matter what everyone else is living in if they tell you this. The reality is not the real one. It's not the real thing. Believe us, we'll tell you what the reality is. Eventually, someone's going to believe it, and that's the, I guess that's the goal. So it's no longer objective. There's no longer anything of importance. News used to be news. It's not news anymore. It's opinion. This show is an opinion show. I try to give you the facts. I try to give you the statistics. I try to give you the information. But I also encourage you to go out and do your own research. Be an American. Think. We didn't become America by not thinking, by not doing things. You know, one thing is kind of tell me a story. There's another thing is to kind of lie to my face. The second thing I don't like. And that's what I think we're getting. I'm concerned also that there are now two realities in this country. What do I mean by that? Given a lot of thought to this, and I don't, I don't want to say hundreds of examples I could give you here, but it's probably close to that. Plain and simple examples of what's going on and why America is dangerously close to breaking apart, to becoming the ununited states and the interrupted states of America. You know, there's a continuum of greatness in this country. It's coming to an end as I see it. Sad to say. And what is that? If we don't save what we have left, there'll be nothing left to save. It's like when you were a kid. And I know you're going to think this is really off-key. Those little Pez dispensers. 
you know, little. If for those of you who don't know what a Pez dispenser is, look it up. Those were the most amazing gadgets ever invented. They were better than sliced bread. They were these little cartoon dispensers with different heads on them of different cartoons. Some of them had Superman. Well, he can't have Superman anymore. He lives in his mother's basement. But as you know from listening last week, but they had the heads of superheroes, of cartoon characters. And inside, you had these little candies that you could pop out. Uh, pop out. <laughs> pop out, yes. You would tilt the head back, and out would come this little candy. And it was, in fact, it was very cute, and it was very popular. And I understand that people actually started to collect these because they were very creative. And America's like a Pez dispenser. And you say, wait a second, that makes no sense at all. You know, you would take the little candies, and it would keep giving you the little candies, keep giving you the little candies, keep giving you the little candies, until three minutes later, there were no little candies left. You know, you always wondered why they didn't make a giant Pez you know, so like you could take one of them and you'd have one for, you know, 20 minutes instead of three seconds later. It's like a Tootsie Pop. You bit right through to the center and there was nothing left and you had to pop out another one. Yeah, pop them out, pop them out, pop them out. Say that three times fast. And you keep doing that and there's nothing left. Now, you, for some reason, you always wanted to eat as many as possible. And then you'd go out and buy some more. Brilliant marketing. It's similar to what's going on in the United States now. You know, it's a novel approach, the way I think of it as a Pez dispenser. We keep getting all the good stuff for nearly 245 years. They keep popping some more money out, popping some more money out, giving us some more stuff, giving us some more stuff. And yet, at the end, here we are now. $29 million or $29 trillion in debt. I can't even conceive of that amount of money. $29 trillion in debt, and we're still popping out the Pez. So the government's going to look to spend another $4 trillion on top of the infrastructure plan that they just passed. They called it bipartisan, interestingly enough. But take a look at the plan. How much is really part of infrastructure? So now the next thing they want to do is they want to get you to get rid of the rest of the society by passing this Build Back Better plan. It's going to make America great. You know, uh, if, if I hear one more lie out of this administration, I think the United States is just going to implode because they have no sense of what reality is about. So we were talking about the, the reality of the Pez dispenser, which is the United States. At some point, we're running out of those little candies to give out. You know, what people don't understand is basic economics. You know, people are, are complaining now about inflation. Hey, listen, they touted the fact that everybody's $15 an hour we're making. Holy moly, people got a living wage. Woohoo! You know, wages are up 4.9%. Oops. You know, what's the other part of that? Oh, wait a second. Inflation. How much did inflation go to? 62 and in some states, it's over seven. Interestingly enough, it's over seven in some of the red states, which is kind of unique. Gives you something to think about. Why are the red states doing worse in inflation? Because that's the way they're structuring it. They're hitting the rust belt, the middle of our country, the worst. Because the coastal areas got tons of money out of these little gift plans. 
So, you know, we're going to look at a little bit more into this angry people in the United States, in the two states. And we'll come back right after this small little break. So stay with us. Meet us on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So, as I said, it was going to be a quick break, and we're right back here. So, I was talking to someone the other day, and quite frankly, we both had the same opinion. Two different sides of the same equation. People are wound too tightly these days. People are stressed. People are angry. People don't believe each other. They don't even listen to each other. And they no longer care about each other, which is what America was built on. We're the most generous people in the world. So now what are we doing? We're like a tribal organization, warring with each other, like a third world country. The only thing we're missing is the guns, the spears, the knives, and the shields. But we are at war with each other. The left doesn't talk to the right. The right doesn't talk to the left. And no one listens or agrees with each other. And I don't understand that. You guys were sent to Washington to listen to us. We're telling you what we need, not what you need. It's not what you need, it's what we need. You know, we have the liberal wingnuts. Uh, They call them the squad, I call them the liberal wingnuts. They've gone completely off the reservation. And again, please don't send me letters from the Indian tribes because I use that term endearingly. I know we're very sensitive to phrases and words these days. It's a term of respect. It's completely decided to, they've completely decided to destroy this country at whatever the cost, doesn't matter. You know, you have people like the, the, God, Ilhan Omar, she's a gift that just keeps on giving. She's gone full stupid. She's making the other members of the idiot squad look like road scholars. She was blaming at a news conference the police for the spike in crime. Yeah. Okay, let me say that again, because some of you didn't catch that. She blames the police for the spike in crime. This is the same run-of-the-mill moron who keeps yelling, defund the police, hires private security for herself, and then wonders why the crime rate's up in her city. You wonder how these people got elected. And more importantly, who are the morons in America who are voting for them? If you put an idiot in charge, you're going to get idiot results. It's very simple. Why we're not getting this as a country? We keep the blue cities, keep electing stupid people to run the blue cities, and they have successfully run them into the ground. Yet the next election, they come back and they vote the same way. You know, it's, it's baffling to me to see the ability to people to screw up their own lives. You know, Americans are usually very smart about things, but in this particular sense, they're, out, they're gone. 
they're out to lunch. Well, if you can afford lunch these days. You know, I, I went the other day to Moe's. It's the Southwest Grill. Used to go, you, you get a burrito and a chicken quesadilla. It'd be about $10, $12. Maybe 15 tops, you know, if you got a soda. It was $25 for a burrito and a chicken quesadilla. $25. Think about that. How's that $15 sound now? You know, what did you think was going to happen when you raised the minimum wage to $15 for everybody in the food chain? That's if the supply chain was working, if you could get it, actually. But, you know, I keep hearing from the liberals in this country, we want to be more like Europe. We want to be more global. We want to take care of our planet. You know, one of the Biden's newest administration's comrades, and I just, you sit there and you say to yourself, are you kidding me, are you not? This is her, This is the nominee for the Treasury Department is Soleil Omaranov. Okay? She's literally, and I had to write this down because I could not believe this. She is literally a graduate of the Moscow University from the Soviet Union. She's an absolute communist. She does not believe in capitalism. Yet the Biden administration wants to put this person in charge as the Secretary of the Treasury to control $14 trillion. Yes, $14 trillion to control in America. She thinks that she thinks that the banks need to change the way they do business. She wants to completely destroy the banking information in our system. She wants to completely destroy the banking department. You know, another one of his wizards, you know, it's like Mo, Larry, and Curly are running this country. And I don't think they're as smart as Mo, Larry, and Curly, quite frankly. So they came out and they said, <laughs> this nominee came out, she is in favor of destroying the banks. Man, it just doesn't even matter at this point. And now we had the, the other genius. You know, she came out and she said, let's see. Uh, this is the one that said, oh, this is great. She wholeheartedly is a communist. And she believes that the oil and gas companies, natural gas companies, need to go bankrupt in order to achieve climate change. Think about that for a second. Hold on. Let me say it again. For those of you who just became liberals. She believes that the oil and gas industry should go completely bankrupt so that we can achieve climate change in this country. So, as you drive past your... I'm sorry, you can't drive. And when you go to your house, you turn on the light, you won't have lights. Because guess what? How your power is produced. Oops. You know, that's like saying... (laughs) That's almost as good as that that AOC had said. People don't need cars. It pollutes the environment. They can Uber. You know, it's that same conceptual stupidity that just baffles me when these things come out of these people's mouths. But, you know, what of the presidential cartel, she really thinks that the natural gas companies and oil companies need to go out of business. Look, people... I'm in favor of dealing with some of the aspects of climate change, okay? I really am. 
I'm in favor of solar power. I'm in favor of wind. I'm in favor of various other green energy attempts. But not at the expense of the American society. You know, here's an idea, Joe Biden. Why not do something that would be somewhat intelligent? So you don't destroy the rest of the entire civilization of America in one fell swoop. Here's one for you. Let's put in some solar stuff. Let's work on development. Let's work on getting solar panels more efficient than 22 or 24%. Cuz that's not going to work. And development of windmills. Here you go. There this was a brilliant. This was a just you looked at windmills. Okay, well, I looked at windmills and I said, "Okay, that sounds like a great idea. They actually work." But not as your main energy source. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the situation that occurred in Texas, I believe it was last year, they had a deep freeze. And oh my goodness, guess what happened? You know, just when you needed that energy the most to heat your house and keep things going, your windmills froze. Oops, didn't think about that one now, did we? Hmm. So what do we do? We have no electric because we don't have any windmills burning up our skies today because they're frozen. Listen, when wind stops, so does your energy. You know, we need to look at put up some I looked at solar panels, okay? Put up some solar panels, which is very interesting. You know, it's it sounds like a good idea. The feds give you some money to put it up, the state gives you some money, the county gives you some money. So you're basically out of pocket. Usually it's, it's little or nothing. It sounds very inviting. But then what happens, you know, I want to get on the climate change bandwagon, right? So on Long Island, we pay 16 cents a kilowatt hour. Yeah, I know. That's why Long Island is very expensive to live in. But if you perhaps generate more energy than you're using because you don't have a battery storage system or backup system, when you sell it back, it actually goes back to the grid, to the electrical grid, for them to use it. You're giving it back to them at, wait, wait for it. No, 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 not 16 cents a kilowatt hour. You're giving it back to them at 4 cents a kilowatt hour. You want to make solar power more effective? You want to make it more promising? Yeah, you know what? You're selling it to me at 16 cents. I'm going to sell it back to you at 16 cents. You know, they can talk all they want. They can tell you everything they want, but reality is different. You want to make me put up a solar panel? You give me 16 cents on that kilowatt hour when I sell it back to you. That's what you're selling it to me for. Seems fair to me. Welcome to the real world. You know, and then we go to the tax situation with this little $4 trillion deal. It's going to cost America nothing. Okay. When is the last time, folks that you spent $20 out of your pocket and it cost you nothing. When I take the $20 out of my pocket and give it to someone else, let me bring you back to the reality. It just cost me $20. And you're going to tax me on that $20. In Nassau, it's 8.625%. So now I have less than my $20. But I keep hearing this corporations need to pay their fair share. Folks, open up your cell phone bills. Look at all of the fair share taxes that the corporations don't pay. Every tax they lay on top of every tax. They're not paying it. You are paying it. If I'm a business owner and they charge me another 12%, 15%, 20%, I'm not eating that. I'm going to pass it on to you, you the consumer. 
So please don't tell me that the consumer, anyone less than 400000 won't pay any taxes. No. Everyone who buys anything in this country will pay taxes. You know, corporations do not pay the taxes. It's very, it's, it's very simple. You know, the big bull plan, or the Build Back Better plan, depends on which network you tune into, is just that. It's bull. It doesn't work. It's not going to deplete the inflation. In fact, when you produce another $4 trillion worth of cash to give out amongst the people, the dollar that I have in my pocket is going to be less. It's, it's basic economics. Yet, they continue to tell you that the reality is, oh, don't think about it that way. The reality is that you will get your money. It's going to be worth more. No, no, they're wrong. They're lying to you again and again and again. You know, you don't believe me? You want to know what your taxes are and what your inflation rate is? I filled my car up the other day. It was at half empty. Under Trump, I used to fill it up for about $37 from the bottom of the fume tank. Fill it up the entire tank for about 37 bucks. Yesterday, I filled up maybe, I want to say, a little bit more than a quarter of a tank. And it was $39. So, for those of you who think the benefit, the benefit of Biden is his brilliant economic strategy... Keep filling up those tanks. I've been seeing those little stickers actually pretty funny on gas pumps that said Biden with his finger pointing. It says, I did that. He's pointing at the price of the gas. I think that is hysterical. Um, I wish I had thought of that because I would have been making a lot of money doing those stickers. But, you know, this government is broken. It's completely broken. There should be another party that comes out. And, you know, we always talk about we're trying to come up with an action plan here. Something because where are the people we sent to Washington? Where are they with respect to helping America? You know, giving people money that they don't work for isn't helping America because the government does not create wealth. The government does not create money. If you have money. lost a loved one they and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure when they how to create that money, it devalues the buck you have in your pocket. So if I give $4 trillion out, I got to get that $4 trillion back from somewhere. And I'm really getting tired of them telling me it's not going to cost the American people anything. I'm sorry. Is there a particular reason why, if it's not costing me anything, you need another 80,000 IRS agents? What do you think the IRS does? Hand out candy and ice cream? No. They collect money for the government. So when they tell me that it's not going to cost us anything, I don't believe them. Nor should you. And you should step up and let your congressmen or let your senators know that for the $174,000 they get a year, they should be doing something. Not talking, but doing I'm getting tired of the talking heads also from the Republican Party. They're the talking heads of Washington. You know, you don't agree with what the Democrats are doing, and that's okay. They can do whatever they want because they're in charge right now. When the Republicans were in charge, they screwed that up big time. They didn't do a darn thing. They tried and tried and tried for all those years on the get rid of Obamacare, and then when it came time for them to step up to the plate, they swung and they missed. They missed. 
They completely blew it. So now I ask, what are you Republicans doing? I'm confused. I don't see them doing anything. They're not putting forth any legislation to counteract the stupidity. They're not coming after the stupid people. They're certainly not messaging. Their messaging stinks. They need to hire new PR people. You know, even the White House has circle back Saki, and she's getting the message out. It might be the wrong message, but she's still getting the message out. But I ask you, why are we sitting here? Why are the Republicans just standing there and letting all this garbage go through? I think people like Jim Jordan have to step up. I know he's getting there. I know he's boisterous, but we need a plan of action. We need something that's going to be done. I can't stand this anymore about standing here and wondering what are the Republicans doing and what are the Democrats doing. The Democrats are going to destroy America and the Republicans are going to sit there and watch it. You know, the guy who's sitting by the fire truck with the hose and does nothing is just as responsible for burning down the house as the guy who started the fire. Because he had the opportunity to put out that fire early on and they didn't take it. They're just sitting there. You know, they're letting the left-wing nuts of the Democratic Party run this country and run Joe Biden. The Bernie Sanders spinoffs. You know, I'm not in favor of stupidity, but it seems like our government is. You know, part of the problem, I think, and I'll go back to it again, is we send these people to Washington that are either too old and incompetent or too young and inexperienced to have any sense of reality on how government should run. You know, when your major achievement in life is that you were a barista before you became a congresswoman, I'm a little frightened about where this country is going. You know, my grandfather used to say, nothing teaches life better than experience in life. And you have to have that concept. So when you're in Congress, after being a barista, that's not exactly what I'd call life experience. Not something, you know, Joe Biden, they said, was in politics for 50 years He never ran a business in his life. His son, Hunter, has more business experience than he has. And apparently he's a very successful artist. He's an expert with a straw. Why wouldn't he be? You know, just as an aside, if you can't see the crisis between Hunter Biden and the White House, then you should probably just get in line and buy your Chinese flag now. Save time. Probably get it on Amazon. Because you're going to need one if you think that that's an okay situation. You know, I could draw something on a piece of paper if my father's president and sell it for half a million dollars. That's a pretty darn good job. I, can I get that gig? It's absurd. You know, the fact that the White House keeps that, oh, we have no comment on that. It's not us. Speak to the gallery. Oh, please. Corruption is abound in Washington. And until it gets under control, it's going to be the same garbage. You know, we, I, I found out this morning that I heard they're going to have a cabinet meeting. Joe Biden, first cabinet meeting in five months. Woohoo! Here's the problem. When you go to the cabinet, it's got to have something in it. You know, you go to your cabinet to get something, it's got to have something in it. I submit to you, he's got an empty cabinet. He's got people in that cabinet that couldn't button their own pants or rub their own noses. They can't walk and chew gum. Maybe that's why I didn't meet with them for five months. That's a very good possibility. You know, you need to have good things in your cabinet. 
You need to have smart people. You need to have people who know what they're doing in life, who can give you the information. And you ultimately, the president would make the decision or whoever's pulling his strings. So when you go to your brain dead empty cabinet, you're not going to get anything out of them. They're not going to solve any problems because they're just not there. You know, and then it, it, it's just, I look at these people and I, and I have to wonder, where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong, America? We really, we messed up. We completely messed up. We elected people who really have no idea how to run the country. And then they're putting people in charge of things. You know, who's in charge? Yeah, here's your energy secretary, right? Jennifer Granholm. She was asked the question, what is her plan to lower the gas prices? You know what her response was? She laughed. She had the Kamala laugh. That's what I'll call it, the Kamala laugh. Maybe she should have done the accent. We had the plan. <laughs> yeah, that's not embarrassing in America, is it now? Go to France and try to place a fake accent. Uh, you know, like I said, empty shell, empty heads make noises. So this Jennifer Granholm, she's our energy secretary. And they asked her about how do you lower the prices? What do you do? And you know what she said? I don't have a magic wand. Well, you know what? Listen, you dolt. Let me tell you how to do it. Very simple. Follow the Trump plan. I know that word is toxic, but follow the Trump plan. We were energy independent. You know what that means? We produced more energy than we needed, and we exported energy. And I was going over these numbers with somebody last night. We do import energy, and we still imported energy under Trump. But we produced more. And when there is more oil on the global markets, guess what happens to the prices, folks? It drops down. Now, maybe someone should explain that to Jennifer Granholm. You know, maybe get her like a half dozen apples and work that way. You know when they used to do in, in kindergarten with the apples? And if I have four apples and I take two away, how many do I have left? She apparently never passed that course because it's real simple. You want to make gas cheaper? You want to make it like it was under Trump? And that, believe it or not, that would be probably the first win that Biden had in his administration. Lowering the gas prices. Back to where it was under Trump, but it would be considered a win. Probably the media would talk it up for the next six or eight months as being the crowning achievement of his administration. He's figured out how to lower the gas prices. Yeah, copy Donald Trump. There you go. So she couldn't figure that out. And then we have John Kerry, the completely brainless idiot. He's the climate czar. That's right. The climate czar that flies around in his private jet probably produces more carbon emissions than half of American cities. But that's okay. 400 private jets went to Glasgow for the climate change seminars. The summit. Dun, dun, dun. So what they solve with their 400 private jets? They never heard of jet pooling, carpooling in disguise. I guess they all needed their own private jets because that, the bottom line, folks, is it's never going to affect them. It will never affect them. They live in their little elite bubbles. You know, it's the same reason I said to somebody, this immigration problem will never affect you. And the reason is because you live in an area that has a 30-foot wall around it where there will never be an illegal alien in your development, they'll be in my area. 
they'll be in someone else's area because they're away from you. They can't afford to put them where you are. I don't see any in Martha's Vineyard. Why not? Do you see any illegal aliens being flown into the middle of the night in Martha's Vineyard in Delaware? No. No, you don't. You know why? Because that's not where they want to put them. They want to put them somewhere else in your neighborhood because it can't affect them. It's not going to get over Nancy Pelosi's 10-foot wall around her little San Diego mansion. You're not going to get it unless you understand what they're doing. What they're doing is dangerous. A government run by a bunch of elderly, incompetent, boneheaded people with feckless ideas is dangerous. They're out of touch with the rest of us. They're unresponsive. The wingnuts live in some ideologue bubble that has no basis in reality. You know, they're now talking about closing the number five pipeline, which runs from Canada. I think it's Enbridge is the energy company. Runs from Canada, crosses into Michigan, into Pennsylvania, and I believe it's one other state over there. That pipeline produces and supplies a lot of jobs and a lot of energy. So now you want to shut this down. It's been operating over 100 years. It's had a fantastic safety record. But somehow or another, we can give Putin the ability to go make another pipeline, give him a waiver. That was a brilliant idea, Joe Biden. Thank you very much. But now we're looking to shut down another pipeline in America. Yeah, I'm waiting for the $8 of gas. That's if we can get it. And I don't even want to get started on the idiots in the supply chain. You want to fix the supply chain? Get rid of the idiots who are running it. You have people who don't want to do the right thing. They want to see America burn and crash. They want to see America finished. Because when they finish America, when they finish, get rid of it. When they get rid of everything American. And they change the basic premises of what America is. They can rebuild it. They believe in their own image. They're going to change us. They're going to set their sights on your backyard. This is an insurrection. This, in fact, is a real insurrection. This is not a fake insurrection like January 6th. In fact, believe it or not, no one ever got charged with insurrection. Zero. They asked Merrick Garland about that. It's another brilliant Biden choice. Brilliant. So, I looked up the code. It's 18 U.S.C. 2383. Rebellion or insurrection. Whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof, or gives aid and comfort, thereto shall be fined under the title and imprisoned for not more than ten years or both and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. Now, that's what they tried to do. They tried to go after Donald Trump with that. Remember that? Yeah, they want to stop him from running in 2024, because the way this is going right now, I think we could run anybody, including Trump, and he would trance Biden. And I don't think Biden's going to run again. And I'm certain that Kamala's not going to run. She's in the Witness Protection Program. So you'll never find her. But the real insurrection 
The real insurrectionists are Joe Biden and his minions. You say, why? What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, August 24th, 2021, the Supreme Court, it was a Supreme Court case with regard to the Remain in Mexico policy brought. And the Supreme Court sided with the fact that they had to reinstate the migrant protection protocols. And basically what that comes down to is now they said that the decision to cut the migrant protection protocols, which was that that remain in Mexico policy, was arbitrary and capricious. But yet the Biden administration has ignored, has completely ignored the laws of the United States. Think about that. Our government has thumbed its nose at the highest court in the land. You and me do that, we go to jail. You and me do that, we're in contempt of court. But no. Now, I'm going to briefly touch on, as we get towards the end of the show, the Kyle Rittenhouse case. If those of you haven't seen it, this is the case of prosecutorial misconduct. You need to get yourselves onto that. Go to Court TV. Go anywhere where you can see it. YouTube. Their main witness testifies he points a gun at Rittenhouse's head before Rittenhouse fires his weapon. That's self-defense, folks. It's very easy. Hopefully by next week I'll be able to have a decision and I'll get into the Rittenhouse case a little bit more in detail and go through it, what the prosecutor was trying to do. So thank you very much for listening to Bite of Reality. You've been listening to us, and it's Mark the Shark, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.